Hello and welcome to another edition of Senior Smarts. This is Action Jack Cobble. Debbie Bradley will join us shortly with our special guest, Senior Smarts, brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community now with our full continuum of care at our Pioneer Road campus where we're still providing our renowned short-term rehab services. Debbie, good morning. Big show today. Good tell morning. Us, yeah, tell us all about it. You know what? I'm just so thrilled because um, when we talk about Senior Smarts, our intention is to give information from the experts that people are going to want or need to know, and especially as it pertains to assisted living and long-term care and nursing home and memory care, that kind of stuff. And we have just got so much information on the docket here, and um, it's going to be a series. So I just want you guys to um, settle in and know that over the next maybe six months or whatever, here and there, we're going to have a show and another show and another show with all this rich information about um, Medicare and things connected. So it, it's really going to be wonderful. And so we are blessed to have with us Bob Schmaltz, and he is graciously putting copious notes together and thinking about what he wants to let people know. And he's open to do future shows too. So um, with that, who is Bob Schmaltz? He is the president of FMS Insurance, and that's located in the historic St. James Hotel in Red Wing. FMS Insurance, they actually specialize in health care and Medicare and retirement services. And he has 27 years of experience in the industry of insurance, and he has served on the advisory committees for Medicare and Blue Cross Blue Shield Health companies here in Minnesota. So he's not just shooting from the hip, you know, like I do, where I just ask the questions and don't really know, but I set everybody up so they can tell us what they know. And he actually lives here in Red Wing with his wife and two daughters. So um, this is the guy that knows a lot. So I want to get right to Bob. So good morning, Bob. Good morning, Debbie. And we're so thrilled that you're here. So thank you. Thank you for having me. For being together with us here. And um, we just know that this is going to be a number of shows in the series, and we're not even going to give a number to it, but we're going to start with Medicare. So that's where most things start with these issues that we talk about on Senior Smart. So can you start to tell us here, explain what is Medicare and how does it actually work? So Medicare is basic health coverage for beneficiaries, and there's three requirements um, to be a Medicare beneficiary, and that's you have to be 65 years of age, permanently disabled, or diagnosed with end-stage renal disease. So one of these three. One of those three. At least one, okay. That's correct. And Medicare cannot deny coverage due to pre-existing conditions or canceled if you get sick. All Medicare is administered by CMS, which is Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services. Oh, okay. Um, and, and Medicare, just a little background, went into effect back in 1965 by President Truman put it into effect. And the first person on Medicare was his wife, Bess, Lady Bird Truman. So the first part of Medicare is known as Medicare Part A, and that is for hospitalization. If you go into the hospital, inpatient hospital care, skilled nursing home care, hospice care, there is a deductible in 2019 of $1,364. And with Medicare Part A, you do not pay any type of premium or, or there is nothing deducted from your Social Security or you do not pay in for Part A as long as you've worked 10 years or 40 credited hours. Now, Part B of Medicare is for medical, and that's to cover your doctor visits, outpatient care, durable medical equipment, home health care. 
Part B does have $185 deductible in 2019, and the fee for that on a national average is $135.50, but it is also based on your adjusted gross income up to a maximum of $483. Okay, so when people turn 65 or they have those other um, pre-existing things where they can go on to Medicare, one of those qualifications, do they have Part A or can they have A and B? Do you only choose one of the letters, A, B, C, or D, or can you have? Are you a part of multiple parts? That's a great question, Debbie. So Medicare A and B. A is typically um, the month of your 65th birthday. Now I'm going to get into in just a little bit. Some people waive their B because they're on an employer plan or their spouse's plan, so you can enroll in B at a later time. But if you're drawing Social Security, your A and B typically go and affect the month of your 65th birthday. Unless you ask them to not start up the B, Medicare B? So if you're drawing Social Security, it's automatic, three months prior. Oh, but right, if you're right. not drawing Social Security, then you have to apply for your, your B. Because okay. A is technically registered the beginning of the month of your 65th birthday. For example, if you're turning 65 in July um, and you are drawing Social Security, you've already received your Medicare A and B. It's okay. on your red, white, and blue card. Okay. And you'll get in the mail. If you're not, let's say you're not drawing Social Security because you've deferred taking Social Security, which a lot of people do, mm -hmm. then you'll have to apply for your Part B and recommend uh, doing that 60 days prior to the month of your 65th or whatever month you want your Medicare B to go effective. So when you're 64, you put this on your calendar, you put it on your docket to make sure three months before you turn 65, you make sure to take care of this. So in fact, even put it, you know, four months earlier so you get to it. You know, like they sometimes have to do with taxes or whatever is to say, I have yeah. to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. So once you take care of it, then you can check that off and make sure you're taken care of. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Good, good. So Medicare A and B is what's uh, called original Medicare. And think of it this way, of kind of an, two numbers, 80% and 20%. So your Medicare A for hospital, Medicare B for medical, is paying 80% of your bill um, after you get on Medicare going forward for the rest of your life. So you're looking for a health plan to cover the other 20%. And so depending upon where you live, like in Goodhue County, you have three health care options, and I'll go into those in just a little bit. Great. In some counties, you have two options for health care. So um, with that, again, you're looking to buy uh, the appropriate uh, Medicare plan that fits your needs and obviously with your provider and networks. Um, which brings me to Part C, which is what's called a Medicare Advantage plan, where you're actually assigning your Medicare to an insurance company and they then are your provider. So it's important to make sure that your doctor's in network and your provider, with the exception of emergency. You know, if you're traveling out of the state, then it's accepted any clinic or hospital in the United States. And then lastly is Part D. This is for your prescriptions um, coverage. Again, this is through an insurance company, and Part D can be just a standalone drug plan, or it can be part of your health plan, depending upon which option is appropriate for you. Um, the other thing to, to remember um, when you're uh, on Part D, so let's here's an example. Let's say that you're you're still working and you're 65, and so you're not drawing your Part B, but you're on an employer plan. 
Mm-hmm. It's always um, critical to make sure that your employer plan, and most are in the United States, have a credible drug coverage. Because here's what happens if you do not have a credible drug coverage through your employer is that now you retire and you're 67, right? Mm-hmm. So you applied for your Part B. Then you go out and buy a Medicare plan, health plan, and a Part D plan, which covers your prescriptions. Well, if you didn't have a credible drug coverage plan through your employer, they will go back and and, and um charge you a late enrollment penalty for every month that you didn't have it. So again, it's just important to make sure that your employer plan, if you're staying on beyond um, Medicare effective, uh, age 65, or when you qualify for Medicare, that you do have credible coverage through your employer or your spouse's employer plan if you're staying on that plan. How often do you see that, Bob? I mean, I would think that that would be unethical for somebody to not have a credible prescription program for their employees. Well, um, where we've seen it, it, not so much in large employers like, you know, 25 or 50 more employer, but smaller employer groups where they, you know, they may not have it um, part of their health plan. But that's rare. They've changed a lot of the ruling since 2008. So most do. Um, in the beginning, we saw more of it, but now more, more they made it mandated. More employer groups do have credible drug coverage. But it's just something to verify and, and check. Is there, so they would have to be on the credible prescription program by the time they're 65? After. So let's say you turn 65 in, in July, mm-hmm. right? And you, um, you're you working, so you're staying on your employer plan or your spouse's employer plan. Just verify that, you know, so you want to make sure before July 1st that that employer or spouse's employer plan has credible coverage. Otherwise, you want to enroll in a standalone D plan, Part D, to okay. avoid that okay. penalty. So that's another thing you need to put on your list before you turn 65 is you need to make sure if you're going to do the B, Medicare B, and you also need to make sure that it's verified that you're on a verified prescription program. Is there a an easy place where they go to, to double-check that so they can verify that and have proof so they yeah. can save that for whenever they do fully retire and have to go on a right. as, prescription program? As part of the checklist, part, part of the checklist, which you may want to do, Debbie, is have them have that uh, member go to their employer, HR, Human Resource Department, oh, they should be able or the to owner, whoever's handling their health benefits, and just yep. verify that their plan has credible drug coverage okay. because they'll need proof of that later. For example, when they fully retire at 67, they'll need proof that the employer did have credible drug coverage. So doing it now just gives them peace of mind. They don't have to enroll in a Part D because there is a fee for that. Okay. And it also avoids the late enrollment penalty. Well, that's really good to know. You know, so there's two things on your list before you turn 65. So when you're 64 and a half, you know, you put these two things on your list and make sure you have them taken care of, get something, you know, proof in hand. And then you just sock it away. And whenever you want to fully go on Medicare with that Part D, then you pull that piece of paper out when they say, is it a verified prescription program? You said, yep, it's right here. You got it. So you're good. Okay. Perfect. I'm learning. You know, that time just roll on. So make sure you have your ducks in a row. You know, this stuff reminds me of like papers from a lawyer or something, or when you're buying a house or a car or something, and they show you this wad of papers and they say, here you go, sign this. And you think, Oh, my God, what am I signing? Because, of course, you're not going to sit there and read in detail, or even if you can, comprehend all of that stuff in front of you. So that's what's so valuable about having you here, Bob, is to really break this down. And if you need to talk to me like a four-year-old, go ahead and do that, because if I don't understand it, 
maybe other people might not either, or maybe everybody else is way smarter than me, but I just really think it's critical that everybody understands what's going on and that everybody, you know, if you live this long, you're going to go through this and you have to know what's my plan. That is correct. And, you know, one of the key things in my 27 years of experience is people that are aging into Medicare, they're, they're most of, um, I would say a good portion of the population is used to having an employer, like an HR department, handle their benefits. Yes. So a lot of times this is their first time kind of, you know, they're dipping their toe in the water, if you will, and it's like they're out of their norm. Yep. And it gets to be challenging. What do I do? How do I do it? Right. So, you know, this is a great, you know, great um, service you're providing, Debbie, and, and educating the um, the public about what what steps to take when you enroll in Medicare um, A and B and and in Part D, as we're talking now. Absolutely. And I did want to point out, too, that um, if if this is wetting your whistle as far as, you know, you're getting interested in actually learning about this or you finally understand, oh, my gosh, I really need to understand this stuff, Bob also teaches these courses through community education. So if you're getting some information here but just have more questions above and beyond and you think, I really want to sit down and take notes and you know, have things on the blackboard with him and ask questions with my peers, um, just know that you can go to community education also and look at these different classes about Medicare and the the related subjects. So so they're getting a good exposure to you here with how you talk and how you can break things down. So so for people to know that, that's great. Yes, thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Uh, uh, A couple other points I wanted to add in reference to Part D is that people need to be uh, made aware of that if if you're a veteran and you qualify for the VA uh, program, it's not necessary that you enroll in a Part D. Some people do, and you can. It's a choice. But uh, if you're eligible for the VA or you're already on the VA drug program, um, they do not have to have a Part D, and there will be no uh, late enrollment penalty either. Um, They're exempt or if you're in Wisconsin, there's Wisconsin Senior Care is another option. Um, the other thing I want to make note of is that for some people do qualify for LIS, that's low income subsidy, okay. and you want to check with the county. But if your single income limits are 1,012 and below, if you're a couple, 1,372 and below, which will help pay for Part D premiums, deductibles, and some co-pays. And again, the county can help determine if you qualify. Um, what I wanted to share in, in Goodhue County and uh, even in parts of Wisconsin is you, you have basically three Medicare um, health care plan options, a Medicare supplement plan, okay. which then you'll want to add a Part D with that as well. Okay. You've got cost plans in Goodhue County. Uh, they you can um, Those can be purchased with a rider or a standalone drug plan. And then lastly is a Medicare Advantage or a Part C plan, which includes A, B, and D. And um, we go through that with members to educate them on how each plan works and which is appropriate for them. Um, so with that, um, I want to make note that Medicare doesn't cover everything because a lot of people have a perceived notion that it just covers most everything. Well, it doesn't cover 20% of Part B services. As I shared earlier, think of it as Medicare covering 80%, so you're buying a health plan to cover the other 20%. It doesn't cover the Part A and B deductibles, but most health plans do. Inpatient, hospital, and skilled nursing home charges above the Medicare limits are not covered by Medicare. Eyewear, hearing, and routine dental is not covered by Medicare. Most health care outside the United States is not covered by Medicare. And there's no, the good thing about Medicare is there's no annual or lifetime limit on what you pay out of pocket. So that means there's no max. It's unlimited. Debbie, we have about two minutes left on the show for today. Two minutes left. So 
and wrap her up in about two minutes. Okay, Bob, squeak in. All right. But of course, you know, we're going to have more shows, yes. people. So I want you just to be tuning in every week because we're going to have Bob back a number of times, and he's going to make sure that the critical information that he thinks you need to know we're going to just keep doing shows until he feels like he's covered the bases. So um, we have two more minutes, or about a minute and a half now, I suppose. So what, what else would you like to say just about the very basics of Medicare today? So um, as Medicare members, remember you have seven months to enroll. You have three months prior to the month of your 65th birthday, the month of your 65th birthday, and three months thereafter. Um, Medicare always starts on the beginning of the month, so if you're looking at retiring, if you can get your Medicare to go effective the beginning of the next month, again, 60 days prior, you want to enroll in your Medicare um, A and B. Again, determining if you should stay on your, your Medicare um, um, spouse's plan, you know, so if you're, you, um, you're retired but you're, you're, your spouse has um, health care options, you want to weigh out the cost of that, and you're looking around 200 $50 a month for a Medicare Part B premium, uh, a Medicare health plan, and a drug plan. But So that's kind of a round, uh, in, uh, kind of a number to look at. It um, okay. can be higher or lower than that. But then you have to look at your current health plan if you, you want to weigh in what your cost is for being on your spouse's employer plan. Right. Um, and then what's the deductible and add that in. So you might be looking at 400 you know, depending upon the situation. But that's how, how you make determination if I should stay on my spouse's employer plan. Obviously, if you're retired, then you need to look at your own, you know, Medicare plan. Um, and then the other part I wanted to make a note of is um, it's important to have a, a health care directive, you know. And we'll talk about that on another show because there's a lot to talk about with that, too. Bob, this was a lot to start with, and we're very thankful. So um, beginning basics of Medicare with Bob Schmaltz, and uh, with that, St. Crispin Living Community is changing, aging, in Red Wing. All right, Bob. Debbie, thank you very much. Excellent show today, and that is Senior Smarts, brought to us by St. Crispin Living Community, now with a full continuum of care at our Pioneer Road campus, where we're still providing our renowned short-term rehab services. Click on the Senior Smarts link. That's it for this week's edition of Senior Smarts.